The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft Taft & Hagler, Tiebreakers and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Victory Monday. As far as East Carolina is concerned, the Pirates rolled past Campbell 49 10 on Saturday night at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It was the third consecutive home game for these Pirates, and they've got number four coming up this week as Navy comes to town in the American opener for East Carolina. We've got lots of Pirate news. The South Florida game time is out. We've got news of about the Navy game coming up. Chris Foster, the running back coach and the recruiting coordinator under Mike Houston at East Carolina is our guest. We'll talk pirate football with him. His running back's off to another great start in year two of his tenure at East Carolina. Once again, this is the Brian Bailey Show on this noon. Thanks so much for being with us to kick off your football week, and we'll continue on right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. East Carolina running back coach and recruiting coordinator Chris Foster joins us to talk about the Pirates and that big 49-10 win over Campbell from the other night. It'll also get us set for Navy football coming up. This week will be a whiteout at East Carolina, so wear your favorite white shirt with the uh, Pirate logo on it get out to Daddy Ficklin Stadium. And next week, the South Florida game will be a 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN Plus from Tampa, Florida. That'll be East Carolina's first road game of the season. But Coach Foster joins us right now. Coach, you got to be pleased with how those guys ran the football the other night. Yes, sir. They did a great job. But, you know, of course, the hat goes off to the offensive line, tight ends, and I'm saying them, them receivers. They did a great job of, uh, you know, blocking down the field. Yeah, that's one thing that I think that gets lost in the shuffle. You know, the offensive line, you know, the old saying that, that you try to turn five pennies into a nickel with the offensive lineman, they've got to be on the same page. You've got some transfers in, some new guys. And, and really, though, from the summer, even from the spring of last year, everybody really thought that, hey, this is the best offensive line we've had here in a while. And we're kind of seeing that, aren't we? Yeah, doing a great job. Coach Shane is a great coach. Uh, a veteran coach does a great job with them young men. And, uh, you know, get them to play hard. But, you know, you can see as, you know, each week they continue to get better in jail. And then you talked a little bit about the wide receivers, and I think that's something that fans kind of kind of don't really think about a lot, a wide receiver blocking. But down the field, if a running back's going to get to that next level, you've got to have some blocking down the field, and those wide receivers are doing a good job. They're doing, they're doing an unbelievable job. I know Coach Boyette works the outside receivers. Coach Scott working, you know, with the inside receivers. Uh, you know, you do a great job throughout practice and making sure the guys take pride in it. And, and, you know, and the good thing about it is that, you know, our guys are very unselfish and, you know, they just want to win. And so, you know, I think that's been credited to, you know, the coaches doing a great job with them. 
We're taking your questions and comments for Chris Foster on our Facebook Live page. We'll pass them along. The East Carolina running back coach and recruiting coordinator. When you're having success on the field like the Pirates are having so far this season, how much does that help recruiting? Uh, big time. Uh, like you say, you all, we always say, you know, the biggest recruitment we can do is win. And, and you know, because, uh, number one, the guys see, you know, the culture, they get to see the excitement around here. Uh, especially when we get them uh, up here for a game that uh, a game day environment, it's unbelievable. You know, like I said, I, you know, I think this environment, uh, I put it up with any school in the country, just with these uh, amazing fans that we have and the way that we operate our game day. And really, when you think about four consecutive home games, I think one of the concerns was, hey, can everybody get to four straight? But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of folks that have made it to three in a row so far, and I don't think anybody wants to miss the Navy game because we all know that Navy's always a headache. But the fans really deserve some credit. The NC State atmosphere was incredible. Uh, It was so hot, but there were so many people there. And even since then, we've had really, really good crowds that have been into the game, and it's it's been really something, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I say, it helps. You know, to me, it's another advantage that we do have, uh, you know, with the fans here and, you know, uh, and our young men feed off that energy, which I think is very important. Against Campbell, the Pirate defense got off to a little bit of a slow start. Campbell hit a couple of big plays and put up 10 points on the board. But it seemed like the Pirates were in control most of the way. Was the game plan pretty much just to try to wear those guys down? Because that's, that's really what you guys did. Well, you know, I just think, you know, B. John Stafford did a great job and, uh, you know, training our guys, getting them in shape and, you know, in the, in the way we practice, uh, you know. And so that's kind of our mindset uh, is to, you know, wear whoever we play, wear them down. And so uh, I think that's, you know, to me, I think that's, a, you know, hats off, of course, to the strength staff, but also uh, to Coach Houston and, and the culture that he set here and the expectation that he set here. And so, and that's the way our guys practice. And, you know, and like I say, that's our mindset, win the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the other night you guys won the fourth quarter, won the third quarter, and uh, just just really were dominant at the line of scrimmage. And I know that every game's not going to go that particular way, but it really was refreshing to see because all week long, you know, Coach Houston kind of talked about the fact we've just got to take care of our business, and and it looked like a team that was very business like that said, hey, if we take care of our business, you know, it, it's going to come. You know, we're going to score the points, we're going to win the football game, and really that that's what we saw play out. I mean, it really even when it was ten seven. It really wasn't, you know, in doubt that the East Carolina was going to, you know, pretty much push its way into that victory over Campbell, and that's that's kind of like the Mike Houston way is to, to, you know, when he was at other schools, he really wants to run the football. I think when he got to East Carolina, he was a little frustrated at first because it was really tough to run the football. But I think his offense and his offensive philosophy with Donnie Kirkpatrick is, you know, let, let's run, let's establish that line of scrimmage, let's run the football, and that's what he really likes to do. And we saw that firsthand against Campbell. Yes, I mean, and to me, I mean, you hit it right on the head. You know, that's his mindset, that's his mentality, blue collar, hard nose, uh, you know, let's play fast, let's play physical uh, on both sides and, uh, you know, of the ball, but also on special teams. So, you know, we always in attack mode, attack mindset, and, you know, to me, I just think, you know, the better you run the football, the better, you know, it helps your defense. And, and, and so, you know, by limiting them, uh, the number of snaps that they have on the field. So, you know, like I said, we do take pride in understanding that, you know, that's the mentality that we establish here is run the football because, like you say, we want to be blue-collar, hard-nosed. 
And when you think of running the football, you think, you know, the more physicality of running the football. And, and you've got a one-two punch, a thunder and lightning in Keaton Mitchell and Rajay Harris. You know, Rajay hasn't had the yardage, I think, that he would probably like. But he's such a team player, such a good kid, such a great teammate, I think, to everybody that he just wants to see this team succeed. And Keaton Mitchell, man, he is, he's got next-level type speed, doesn't he? Yeah, like I say, just going back to Roger, Roger's unbelievable. You know, he's the type of guy that you want in your locker room. He's the type of guy you want in your room. Uh, he's the type of teammate that you want, just like you talked about, just very unselfish, uh, does everything you ask him to do. I mean, he works harder than anybody at practice. And, you know, and you know, like, you know, it's going to come. You know, he's doing a great job. And, you know, uh, you know, the production, like I say, he's already got five touchdowns compared to we had five total last year. So uh, it's good to see him uh, benefit from his hard work. Uh, to Keaton, like you say, Keaton is very explosive. Uh, you know, he, he, I mean, he does. I mean, he has uh, some electrifying speed, and, you know, and like I said, I'm glad he's on our team. Uh, but once again, he's another young man that works hard, uh, pushes himself every day at practice. And, uh, and like I say, and the thing I like about both of them guys, they always complement each other, and they always looking to help each other and support each other, So, which I think is very key and important. And that's one of the keys to this, I think, the success of this offense. There's only one football to go around for everybody. And so somehow you got to keep both of those guys because they're so valuable to the team and, and so important. You think about last year, the Pirates were able to rush for 1,949 yards. That's the fifth highest since 2000. And and that that's a combination of those two guys. And as you said, you know, Rajay hasn't, hasn't had probably the yardage that he really wants to get, but it's coming because he's got a little burst. Have you seen that he's got a little more of a burst this year? Yes. I mean, he's changed his body. Uh, he's a whole lot faster. I mean, you saw on that run run he scored just his quickness and, you know, good footwork, explosion, and, you know, that suddenness that you saw. And so, you know, I think he really took pride uh, in his past season of changing his body to make sure he can be uh, a little quicker and a little faster. And if I'm Roger, I'm like, Keaton, you go ahead and get all those yards you want. I'm just going to take those touchdowns. And, and he was able to score a couple of them the other night. He had 13 carries, 39 yards. Keaton Mitchell, 13 for 185. In your coaching career, have you had a thunder and lightning type combination before? I see what I have, but I, you know, I haven't had one like these two. Uh, you know, when I say like these two, uh, it ain't just like I say, you know, just the athletic ability. It's just the type of man that they are, uh, you know, on and off the field. Uh, you know, both of them over 3.0 GPA. So, to me, I just think that's important in understanding they see the value of them. Uh, you know, I know you guys may see the value as a player, but I see them a value at uh, them as a man, uh, as, as men. And so, once again, like I say, they take pride in making sure they do the, the, the little things right on and off the field. Uh, when you look at these guys week in and week out, take us through a, a practice after a game. When you guys look at film, are, are you looking at, at at you know steps from the backfield, how fast they get to the hole, you know, if, if their their eyes, the shiftiness, what they're doing, and and what do you guys work on at practice as as you try to improve that stuff? Well, you know, you're always going to a game, and you know, at the game, you know, you're going to always critique the guys very hard, just because you know it's it's always room for improvement, and uh, you know. And it could be, you know, just from a tempo of a play or, like you said, the, just the correct steps or eyes not being, you know, the eye discipline part not being in the right place. And so, you know, you try to critique them because they understand, you know, at the end of the day you want to make them better players. And both of them are hungry and wants to be coach, um, and want to be coach. And so, you know, we take pride in making sure whatever they struggle with in the past game, 
uh, throughout practice, you know, just say if it's blocking, for example, you know, we're going to spend a little bit more individual period on blocking than doing, you know, footwork. So I just think that's important to kind of see, all right, where did we struggle at this past week? Let's improve. But it's my job to make sure I put them in situations throughout practice to help them improve. Coach came to East Carolina from uh, Georgia Southern, spent five years down there, and this uh, Georgia Southern uh, rushing attack was really, really good when you were down at Georgia Southern. But how does how does that time there help you with your career at East Carolina? Uh, you know, it's helped. You know, like I tell people, uh, you know, you go back, you know, we was gun triple R, one on the center, uh, you know, and it was just very similar. There's a lot of zone reads. Instead of, uh, you know, pitching the ball, we was throwing, I mean, here we throw the bubble. So, uh, I just think it helped me understand also the fits of defense because, you know, each week in the triple option, you see different defenses. And, and so to me, you know, it helps me understand why I can coach my guys where the free hat's going to be or the free hitter's going to be and understanding that by uh, reading the defense. And so uh, I think it, it helped me tremendously and helped develop these young men. And football has come along, you know, so many different uh, aspects and different tendencies. And, you know, you talk about, you know, Georgia Southern. We always, I, I think back to the old days, and I know you, you read the history books when you were down there, the hand bone offense and everything that uh, Georgia Southern was all about, running the football. But, but you know, you, you talk about going to the option from the shotgun. I mean, it's, it's all basically the same, but it's kind of different too. Yeah, yeah. I can say you're exactly right. It's the same. Uh, but, you know, to me, I just think, you know, the thing that makes us more valuable and, and more explosive here is that, that you know, you have, we have a better option to throw the football. And, and I think that's important because I just think uh, it helps to run a game. When you can throw the football, it helps to run a game. And our guys understand that. And so, uh, to me, that's the difference, I think, in being in this offense compared to the triple, even though it's gun, it's the same, uh, you know, same schematically, you know, can be the same. But uh, just a little bit different from that standpoint where, you know, teams just can't load the box up. All right, you talked a little bit about Rajay. Let's go to Keaton. Talking about Keaton Mitchell, 13 carries, 185 yards, a touchdown in the 49-10 win over Campbell. Uh, so far this season for Keaton Mitchell, he was 10 carries for 36 yards against North Carolina State, and that was a very good uh, defensive line, maybe front seven for the Wolfpack. He then went 18 for 160 in game two against Old Dominion, 13 for 185 this past week against Campbell. You know, what have you seen as far as his improvement is concerned? What is he doing differently to get better as a running back? Well, I just think, you know, he was very disappointed with his out at NC State, uh, you know, so he came to work Sunday uh, when we had practice Sunday and, you know, and, you know, had a great week of practice. Same thing following the Old Dominion game, you know, and he understands I got to continue to work to get better, uh, better, uh, you know, each week, you know, because, you know, as you go, the week goes, uh, you know, the competition get a little bit tougher. So we got to make sure that we continue to stay humble uh, on top of being hungry and continue to work and, and like I say, just continue to push them. Uh, each and every day. But I just think, you know, um, not saying he lacked the work ethic, but uh, he came in with a mindset, you know what, I'm not pleased, I'm not happy. You know, I got you know, to work harder. That's just him. That's his mentality. That's his mindset, which I love that about him. Is he the fastest running back you've coached? Uh, I like to see him and uh, Matt Breedham. Uh, lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I know play the uh, the Giants, and uh, but I tell you what, uh, it'll be neck to neck. If not, you know, Keaton right, uh, you know, edge him, but both of them are, are pretty fast. I mean, you see him every day at practice. I mean, how, how many times does he break one in practice? Uh, I tell you, you know, a couple of times. I know uh, 
uh, Blake would tell me in the fall camp, hey, you know, just keep uh, Keaton out of this. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, he, you know, he's, you know, he's liable to break it at any time. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, you give him a little daylight, and and uh, you know, you see him just take off like a rocket. So you know, I just think he, you know, any time he's liable to break one. Yeah, Blake's trying to keep that defense ready. <laughs> he, he's like, hey, we know he's fast. Just keep him out of this one. Put some of your slower guys in there. We'll be fine with that. But that's that's one of the challenges. That's one of the real challenges, I think, of summer camp because you guys go up against one another so much. And, you know, if you don't have a coaching staff that's just tight-knit like you guys are, I mean, all heck can break out. And sometimes it probably does anyway because it's so hot out there and trying to get things done. But uh, that's a that's a great story with trying to, trying to keep Keaton uh, – intact because he's he's just he's just such a fast runner and just just when he when he breaks he turns a corner I, I think the first time that I really you know took notice was the App State game last year he took that little swing pass and man once he got around that corner and I still say he was really close to breaking it against North Carolina State and getting down that left sideline and scoring that touchdown which would have won that football game but uh, he's 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 something to see you can't coach speed can you yeah, exactly right. That's DNA. <laughs> That's all DNA, and he can absolutely fly. When you look at Keaton's game, are there things that you want him to tweak to get better at certain aspects of, of running the football? We always say, you know, finishing the run. Uh, you know, the thing about it, you know, everybody knows he, ha- he knows he has speed. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, we want to make sure we do a physical style of running. You know, we're going to finish off every run, uh, just like, you know, a couple times uh, this past week. You know, he got stopped at the one-yard line. You know, we talked about, you know, that lead drive, that fight, uh, you know, to get in that end zone. So, you know, he knows, you know, that's the improvement that we got to continue to make. And, you know, he's a guy that's willing to buy. I mean, he's bought into everything. And, you know, he's a guy that's humble. And just like I talked about, you know, earlier, how hungry he is. So, uh, like I said, you'll continue to see a, a, a better version of Keaton Mitchell each week. And how much better can Keaton get? He can always get better. You know, we always say room improvement. You know, we always got to continue to become a student of the game uh, so we can react and play faster, uh, you know. So, you know, he has the skill set and the talent level, uh, but it's my job as a coach to continue to keep him hungry and, and continue to learn the football uh, uh, game so he can play faster. As you guys are running the football, you've also got a quarterback who's uh, built like a fullback in Holden Handlers. I mean, he he's a big physical specimen, and and he gets loose and he, he likes to run the football some too. And that's got a you know he's got those backs in front of him blocking for him sometimes. Yeah, I done had to tell him just calm down, Holden. You can't run all the time, so you know. But yeah, you're right. He's got that right mentality, and like and once again, I'm glad he is on our team. Uh, he's the guy, that I, I, I tell you, the way that he managed the game. I've never been around a quarterback like him, the way he managed a football game. And just also just his mind, I mean, just his toughness that he does have. So, uh, like I say, I'm glad he's on our team. When he comes to the line of scrimmage and, and, and sets the play call and, and, and sets you guys up in the right formation and that kind of thing, take us through the process of what goes on and how your running backs are involved in that. Well, I just think when it comes to run game and protection, you know, he, you know, he IDs, you know, uh, you know, everything. And so uh, I just think, you know, and we, and based on, uh, you know, our scheme, you know, we feed off that. But, you know, he does a good job of getting everything where we need to know, okay, bam, this guy may be coming or this guy may not be coming. So he does a good job. I, I can say, you know, he's the best I've been around. Uh, the way he gets up there, he sees the defense and, and able to read and understand, you know, where pressure may be coming from or where, you know, this guy may be dropping. So, uh, you know, and that kind of helps us be, because now we can eliminate some things so we can play faster. 
Has anything surprised you from the defensive sides of the football through the three games, through NC State, through Old Dominion, and through Campbell? No, I mean, our guys play with their hair on fire. I love the way our guys play football. And, you know, as you see it uh, on Saturdays, the way they flying around and get to the ball. But, once again, that's testament to these uh, defensive coaches. I mean, that's the way they coach them at practice. I mean, you see them, and they are just running out and getting on them 24-7 because they know that, that, you know, them guys feed off that. And, you know, uh, and them guys are a reflection of the way our guys coach on defense. So, you know, I really like that passion of getting out there, and, you know, that's how guys play on Saturday. They play with passion. Have you ever been a part of a program that started their season with four consecutive home games? That's the first time ever. <laughs> I bet. I kind of I like it, but it's the first time ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's completely different, and and I I think that you know I didn't know how this uh, community and how the city and how Eastern North Carolina and how you know fans that come from all over for an East Carolina Pirate football game were, were going to be able to handle it, and I, I was really I've been kind of pleasantly surprised that the crowds have been as good as I knew the state game would be sold out, be packed, but after that, I mean the crowds have been really really good, and I'm telling you, this it's a bad month to be a beer in Greenville, isn't it? <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of tailgating going on uh, for four consecutive weeks. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the Pirate game with South Florida USF is a 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN+. Plus. That's coming up as the calendar turns to October, October the 1st, for the Pirates and the Bulls of USF. And as we said again, it's a whiteout coming up this week as East Carolina opens up the American Athletic Conference play with the midshipmen of Navy. We're going to talk about the middies coming up in just a few minutes with uh, Coach Fox to kind of get a preview of that let's go back to the recruiting side coach as we continue on you know when you're in this type uh, when you're in the middle of the season like you are what are you guys doing as far as recruiting goes right now well you know we are definitely uh you know what our, our commitments that we do have just making sure we are, are in, in constant communication with them uh trying to finish out this 23 class however you know it looks if, it, if it's juco or high school uh, uh kid uh, but on top of that, you know, we are already ahead on starting on uh, 24s. Uh, I think we evaled over four to 524s already. Uh, definitely, of course, you know, taking care of in-state first and then spreading off from there. So, you know, like I say, we are, uh, you know, constantly throughout the day. Every day we are writing someone, or, you know, and we're watching film on someone. So, once again, we are staying on top of that, which, you know, recruiting is very important. Yeah, what's the schedule as far as, as what you guys can and can't do as we move forward in the fall? Uh, just you know, as of right now, uh, you know, you know, when uh, uh, eval period, uh, so you know, you go to a school, you only uh, do a, a evaluation, uh, and then cl- close to the end of November, first of December, then you get in the contact period. So right now, like I say, and then you know, we get one phone, fo- uh, one phone call a week. Uh, so like I said, we're able to give them a call, and uh, you know, on top of you know, like I said, they can call us anytime. Uh, but uh, you know, I, you know, I, uh, I think the biggest deal is being able to uh, evaluate these young men person. And you still have the early recruiting period, uh, recruiting signing day. Is that, uh, what, the third week of December? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Has, has that been a help to teams? And I, I look at that date and I think about the fact that, you know, teams, obviously the goal is to go to a bowl game. And when you go to a bowl game, that makes the things a lot complicated when you're trying to sign kids and you're trying to go to a bowl game. And it gets a little, a little hairy, doesn't it? It can, uh, but, you know, I just think recruiting as the cycle has changed a little bit, you know, because, you know, 
back in the days before the early signing period, you know, you didn't get, get you know, young men signed until or get them on visits until the end of the year. Now, with uh, being able to bring them on visits uh, in the summertime and get some time around them, uh, uh, around the young men and their families, uh, you know, so we got a majority of our class signed. Uh, by the, well, I say signed, committed by the end of the summer. Uh, so right now, we just, like you say, we're just tracking them, staying on top of them, but also, you know, being able to track 24s. And just like we talked about earlier, the best thing you can do with recruiting is win. And so once you win and get to a bowl game, that creates even more uh, exposure. Was it difficult last year with the military bowl and trying to keep everything organized with recruiting? Uh, you know, you know, Coach Houston, he takes pride in recruiting. Uh, so once again, we was uh, we was prepared and ready. Uh, you know, forward, and so we was on top of it. So, you know, it wasn't a big issue because, you you know, one thing about him, he's always planning ahead of time, uh, you know, being organized. So, once again, like I said, we was prepared and ready for it. Yeah, it's just got to be uh, – it, it's it's complicated enough when you take, you know, 100 football players on the road and you spend, what, five – I guess we were there four or five days leading up to the bowl game. Obviously, we got the uh, bad news on that Sunday morning that the game would not be played uh, because of the uh, problems with Boston College, which was very disappointing for everyone. W- what did you feel about that when, when the call came that Sunday morning? It was tough. It was tough because, you know, our young man was, was excited – uh, you know, you can tell, you know, we had a great, great couple of days of practice. So, you know, they was tuned in, locked in, ready to go. So, you know, it was very disappointing on that standpoint of especially, you know, these seniors who's been through uh, a tough road here, not been able to, you know, play, you know, uh, you know, in the bowl game. And so, you know, that was tough within the zone, uh, you know, but it made our guys that's coming back this year even more harder because they want to get back and have that opportunity. Talking with Chris Foster, he's the running back coach at East Carolina, also the recruiting coordinator, taking your questions and comments, and we'll get to those in just a few minutes on our Facebook Live page. We certainly appreciate you listening and watching us on this Monday, this Victory Monday, East Carolina with the win, 49-10 to over the Camels of Campbell. Did that game go pretty much what you thought it was going to go like on, on Saturday? Well, you know, we coming in, you know, they was a dangerous football team, and, you know, like, you know, Coach, uh, he's talked about, you know, I'll focus on us. Uh, you know, it's on us getting better uh, each week uh, as a team. And so, once again, like I say, we know it's going to be a challenge starting off just because, like I say, they have a very good football team. Uh, Mike Miller has done a great job there, uh, you know, at Campbell, and, you know, they have some really good football players. So we know that, you know, each week that we got to come ready to play. And Coach Houston had talked so much about the fact that their offensive line was so big, and they, they had some big boys on that offensive line, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I say, I, when I was at, like I say, I knew that they would come in and ready to play and, you know, play hard. And, and just because, you know, in 2020, when I was at Georgia Southern, we won 27-26 against them. So, once again, I knew, you know, what the challenge was going uh, ahead against them. And you also know a little bit about the mindset when you're an FCS program and you get a chance to, to knock off one of the big big boys. I mean, that that's, that's a whole lot as far as the incentive uh, plan is. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You know, we always say sometimes, you know, it's like a Super Bowl for them guys. You know, it's they, you know, once again, I mean, that's a great opportunity. Uh, like you say, to upset and knock off, uh, you know, a bigger school, uh, but also, you know, it creates uh, exposure for them in their program, but also it goes to recruiting again. And when you looked at the stat sheet the other night and you looked at your running backs and uh, the rushing attack, 270 yards, did you have flashbacks to Georgia Southern? <laughs> No, just uh, no, no. I did not. Uh, <laughs> once again, <laughs> it was good. But like I say, you know, uh, that the thing, like you know, I, I just keep hitting on, and 
and I, like you say, people don't see it sometimes from the outside in is that, man, you know, not, yeah, O-line, of course, but the, the tight ends and, you know, them receivers because, you know, a lot, lot of key long runs won't happen if it wasn't for the receivers that's blocking. And one that, uh, uh, you know, Roger did a great job, great run, you know, the tight end ended up knocking down three guys, uh, you know, during that block. So, uh, you know, I just think that's very vital, very important that, I, you know, how much our young men are bought in. You know, it's funny because I knew Keaton had 185, but I, I just didn't think about 270 until I looked at the stat sheet. And I was like, man, that's almost 300 yards on the ground. That's that's one of those uh, nights that, you know, because most games, do you have a goal of, of, of 150? Is that is that the goal or is that, you know, just a number? What do you what do you feel about that? Well, to me, we always say, you know, we got a chance if we can rush over 200 okay. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a running back group. And, you know, we say 200 and we say uh, close to uh, 100 yards. We call pirate yards, which are yak yards after contact. And, and so if we can do that, we'll give ourselves a chance to be able to be successful and win. Pirate yards or yards after contact, the old yak stat. But uh, I like pirate yards. That, they got to like that too. Yeah, yeah. The guys take pride in because they know we reach a goal and we win, you know, we get to go eat. So, once again, like I said, they take pride in it. <laughs> and we all like that idea. If you win, you get a chance to go eat. Chris Foster, running back coach in his second year at East Carolina under Mike Houston. He's also the recruiting coordinator. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll talk about more of his running backs in that room. We'll also preview the Navy matchup coming up. This is the Brian Bailey Show on this Victory Monday for East Carolina. And we are back after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. East Carolina knocking off Campbell 49-10. Pirates all set to take on the Navy midshipmen. Navy comes to town 0-2 after losing the Delaware 14-7, losing to Memphis in their American opener 37-13. Chris Foster, the running back coach and recruiting coordinator at East Carolina, is our guest as we continue on. Coach, let's talk about another running back we've got a chance to see a little bit of him in marlin gun what kind of back is he i tell you what you know he's the guy that's uh that came in and you know once again and knowing uh and going to watch him play uh you know this time last year you know that he had some ability but uh you know just seeing his hunger uh you know any any kind of falls you know any or i say follow looks up to keaton and raji how they work his work ethic is out this world, you know, and I just think each week uh, he will continue to get better. We know as a freshman, sometimes, you know, they overwhelm, uh, especially now with school starting, you know, it's different for him. And, uh, you know, he's handled things very well and and uh, very mature how he handles his, himself. Taking questions and comments from our Facebook Live page, our good friend Kenny has written in and says, can we see all three running backs at the same time? Put them, put them in a wishbone or a, uh, an Ehlers bone or something back there and see if they can, can go to it. What do you think? <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I asked Coach Kate and see if he can get it done. <laughs> there you go. See if they can put that in the playbook. All right, Navy comes to town at 0-2, and anybody that knows anything about Pirate football and knows that through the years, Navy has had East Carolina's number. Last year, the Pirates came up with the field goal, the 54-yarder from Owen Daffer, uh, to knock off the middies up in Annapolis. On, on a, What I remember about that game is, is that it, it was colder than I thought it was going to be. That, that weather off the water uh, made it a little bit cooler than, than I really dressed for. But that was an outstanding football game, and really, yeah, it was it was just one that that it was part of a kind of a magical type end of the season for East Carolina. 
Yes, you know, it's just, once again, uh, just the standard and the culture here of fight and finish to the end. And that's what you saw, you know. Uh, you know, our guys didn't panic. They didn't flinch. Uh, you know, uh, when, you know, back against the wall, they went out there and made plays. And, you know, of course, Stafford hit the big field goal. Uh, but look, once again, you know, our guys were built that way. Fight and finish to the end. It's the third time in four seasons that the American schedule has Navy with an off week before the, the Smitties play East Carolina. And Coach Houston brought that up the other night. But that's an oddity as far as the schedule goes. And, and really, because you always want to have a bye week before you play somebody, especially if you're playing, if, if the Pirates would get that kind of uh, schedule uh, you know, tendency, it would be much better because East Carolina's trying to prepare for that option attack. But it's odd that Navy's had that three out of four years. Yeah, I mean it's it's always tough because once again, you know you you go face a team off of off a bye week, and you know you may see you know you're gonna see a couple of things different, and so you know you gotta be ready uh, be ready to adjust uh, in the game. When you guys uh, have a scout team run that option, I mean, you've got running backs that, that help out. I think Stubby's a quarterback. I mean, uh, they've been doing that for a while, trying to, to mimic the Navy offense the best they can. But you just can't mimic that game speed, can you? No, I agree. You know, and you know that's, that's tough. And, you know, that was when I was on the other side of it in the option world. Uh, Georgia Southern, and, you know, that was one of the deal that we feel like, you know, that's the advantage of is that we got to kind of, uh, you know, the speed and, and, and uh, you know, now that, that you know, the cut blocks is not uh, as legal as it used to be. Uh, so, once again, you know, that's taken out. So that kind of helps. But, you know, it's hard to mimic, like you talked about, the speed of the option football and assignment base. So, uh, but, you know, like I said, our guys did a great job of, you know, with the scout guys. Our guys give them a great look and, you know, getting prepared, like you said, you know, you know, since this summer, uh, you know, and trying to prepare for it. And it's like, you know, that Navy blocking scheme, they come at you at all angles. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like I said, they do a great job. Uh, you know, they do a great job in the scheme and what they do. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough offense. It's a tough challenge. When you guys practice this week, obviously Monday's usually the off day. Tuesday and Wednesday are your physical days. Do they change a little bit this week because you're going against an option team? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know defensively kind of, you know, uh, you know what the plan is and, you know, uh, but I know whatever it is, it's going to make sure our guys are ready to go and prepare uh, but, you know, all, us offense, we're going to continue to practice how we practice. When you look at this uh, Navy defense, they gave up 14 to Delaware. Uh, pretty much got blasted in the Memphis game. Didn't play very well in that game. What do you see on tape as far as, as what the uh, middies have on, on defense on that side of the football? I mean, I don't see an 0-2 football team. I don't. You know, if you go back and watch the film and watch the game, I mean, they are very uh, well coached. Uh, they play hard, uh, very sound within their scheme. Uh, so, you know, we are up against a really good, tough challenge But because, like I said, you watch it on film. They don't like a 0-2 football team. Does it mean something to the coaching staff and to the guys when you play a team like the U.S. Naval Academy because you understand that, that their world is a little different than our world, and, and when those guys graduate, they're, they're the protectors of, of, of our country and, and just the, the, the patriotism that's involved. And every time you go to Annapolis, it's just, to me, it's, it's just magical to see and, you know the guys march on the field. And, and, and it's, it's kind of more than a football game, and it's not quite the same when it, the middies are on the road, but still, I think you know, win or lose, you have so much respect for for the navies of the world, the armies, the air forces of the world. 
Yeah, I, you know, I agree. You know, especially for me, you know, uh, you know, with my dad being in Vietnam, you know, so it is, you know, it's kind of uh, a little wild factor for me, uh, you know, in playing these guys. But, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, our young man who family who has military background, I'm pretty sure uh, is very touching for them also. When you play a team like Navy that obviously they go up against their offense and their offense is basically, you know, option type football. So they run the football a lot. Is it harder to prepare for a defense that, that is used to trying to stop the run? Yeah, uh, I say, you know, not really just because like I say, they, like they do a great job, you know, and what they do, uh, you know, so from a schematic standpoint, you know, they put their guys in the right position to make plays. So, uh, you know, uh, it's not as challenging. All right, take us through your Monday now. I, you spent you're going to spend probably close to an hour with us, but besides the time you're spending with us, how is your Monday in preparing for Navy coming up this Saturday? Uh, you know, getting his office, uh, you know, uh, around about six thirty, and you know, cut on the film, and you know, just kind of grind it out from there. Uh, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, we separate. Uh, when I say separate, just each offensive coach, uh, Coach K, give us assignment to make sure we get. Uh, complete and then, then we'll get together this afternoon after special teams and 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 kind of go over some things that we saw on film. What are some of the things that you're looking for when you go through that film? I mean, you know, we hear you know coaches look at film, but obviously you're jotting down notes, you, and then you're going in and comparing notes with some of the other assistant coaches. As Donnie tries, I guess Donnie spends his day trying to put the game plan together, and then when you guys get to practice on Tuesday, the game plan's in place. It's just a time then to implement it. Yeah, you know, the biggest deal is just, you know, you're looking at personnel, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, from a schematic standpoint, uh, things that you can do that you feel like they can give you, a, you know, uh, advantage to be successful offensively. So, uh, you know, like I say, uh, the biggest thing is personnel. All right, and during the game, you know, what is your role as you're watching your offense out there? Uh, what are you looking for and, and, and how are you coaching uh, during a game? Uh, you know, the biggest deal is that, you know, we all had assignments to look on uh, uh, a defensive uh, position. And so I'm giving, uh, you know, that position to look at, uh, you know, and making sure, okay, this is what they're doing at that position. And also from an offensively standpoint, I'm looking at, you know, making sure, uh, you know, the ball is snapped, just making sure we secure the ball for us, you know, the quarterback, the change from the center to the quarterback and also the mesh. Uh, so, but, you know, each of us is given assignment defensively to watch a defensive position. And when those guys come on on the sideline, do they get on the headphones with you or get with you and say, you know, I think we could do this, think we could do that, and you guys kind of get it to Donnie and, and, and kind of go from there? Well, yeah, so we kind of go off Donnie, you know, of course, talk to the quarterbacks, talk to Hope when he comes off, and, you know, each position goes with their coaches, uh, you know, and so I sit down with the running backs, of course, and say, okay, this is what I'm seeing. Tell me what are you seeing? Because, once again, they out there, and, you know, they can see things sometimes a little bit better. Uh, and and so we kind of collaborate from that standpoint to say, okay, this is what we're seeing, and then I get with Coach, uh, you know, Shank, hey, this is what we're seeing in the running game or protection uh, to make sure if it's something we haven't saw, we want to make sure we get it drawn up so the guys can uh, adjust and see what's happening out there. Who's the best out of the backfield as far as catching the football, or, or are they both pretty good? I tell you what, they're both pretty good, but, you know, Raji has some really, really good hands. I would say he's the best catching the football. And you really like to get those guys out. I referenced it earlier last year against Appalachian State, the little swing pass uh, to Keaton. You had Keaton on the drag route against North Carolina State that I also referenced earlier that almost uh, broke it for the touchdown. But if you can get the football to those guys out in space, I mean, good things are going to happen. 
Yes, I, I mean, I totally agree. Uh, I just think, you know, getting the ball in their hands, period, is a, is a plus. And, and, and so, you know, them guys are, uh, you know, ready to, if it's whatever the game plan it is, if it's, you know, hey, we got to throw it a little bit, they fine. They're ready to adapt, adjust, uh, better protect, and then, it, you know, it, and if it allows us to get out and have a chance to catch some balls, you know, like I say, they're prepared and ready. Oh, and two Navy one and one or two and one rather East Carolina coming up this week at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Coach, before we let you go, what's the key to a uh, victory coming up this week? Uh, you know, biggest deal is you know for us offensively. You, you know, number one, protect the football. Uh, you know, I just think we got to continue to take pride in making sure we're protecting the football, and also you know protect our quarterback to give him a chance. Uh, and so I just think if we can do them two important deals, uh, we'll give ourselves a chance. And we'll get two seventy on the ground for your boys again. How about that? I would love that. (laughs) Chris Foster joining us. Coach, I know you got a busy Monday. We certainly appreciate your time. We're going to get you out of here so you can uh, help put that game plan together with Coach Kirkpatrick and everyone. Can't wait to see you guys again. I've never been a part of four straight home games, but it's been a blast so far. It's been so exciting every Saturday, and we look forward to this week, Navy and East Carolina in that American opener. But Coach Foster, certainly appreciate your time again, and uh, good luck this week. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, that's Chris Foster, his second year as the running back coach, recruiting coordinator under Mike Houston at East Carolina. We'll take another commercial break. We'll come back. We'll have some thoughts on high school football and much more as the Brian Bailey Show continues on this Monday right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. I want to thank Chris Foster for joining us, the running back coach, recruiting coordinator at East Carolina. Got some uh, other football thoughts we'll throw out before we uh, take our final commercial break and then wrap things up. Uh, Big weekend of high school football this past week on Touchdown Friday. And, of course, uh, Newburn knocking off Havelock in that big uh, one-versus-two battle on our Touchdown Friday top nine. J.H. Rose also got a big win on the road, uh, knocking off Jacksonville. Uh, This week, uh, big weekend of football coming up on Friday. South Central plays at Rose. Falcons are struggling a little bit, and Rose has got it got it going again. Uh, JP2 undefeated on the year, taking on St. David's as far as that game goes. Uh, Farmville Central and Green Central are both at home. Jaguars came up with a big win last week. Uh, the Rams of Green Central are undefeated. Saw them play last week against uh, North Pitt. Tarboro uh, won again. They play at Bertie coming up this week. Riverside and Washington County, I believe, will be our touchdown Friday game of the week coming up. Uh, no, that's going to be our backyard brawl, excuse me. Our game of the week is going to be East Duplin and Kinston, I believe. But uh, Newburn and West Craven, I mean, Newburn and Havelock are both at home coming up on Friday night. Newburn plays host to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville knocked off the Bears last year, so that'll be good as well. Clip Brock's going to join us. We're going to talk a little NFL football. He's shaking his head right now. What a difference a week makes in attitude and everything else yeah, as far as the NFL you, goes. Last week, you didn't want to talk NFL. Well, I don't know why. But What a, what a difference. <laughs> But, hey, thankfully, I'm just saying that my, my Dallas Cowboys have to play 500 football for a while, try to tread water if they can. I said before the season that I really was hoping, and that was when Dak was healthy, that the Cowboys could win one of their first two at home because you can't go 0-2 at home and expect to do anything. And so they were able to do that, and that's that was a big win for me yesterday. I'm glad you watched. Great. <laughs> 
How did the Commodores do yesterday? I didn't well, get a Bailey, chance to see. Uh, I'll just tell you that they were down twenty-two to nothing, and yeah, uh, I saw at, some of and that. Had zero first down. Yeah, that was that was, that was tough. that's how they did. Yeah, you got to wonder about uh, you know when you have a game like that. But they came back, came back, and had a chance. Really, didn't you yeah, think? Yeah. Did, you, did you think they had a chance? Yeah. yeah. How about the Panthers, Chandler? Are you? Yeah, yeah. let's talk Panthers football. Here we go. <laughs> I damn sure don't want to talk football. Woo, man, That's he came out firing. Isn't this awesome though, Bailey? Like last week, I'm up. Y'all are down. This I know. Week, you're up. Like it is so weak. And, and I'm still down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he gets if Chandler gets any further down, he's going to be in a hole somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, but course, as, as you said, your team won, my team lost, Chandler's team, but like the other games going on. I oh, mean, man. it was an incredible day. It really was. And it was one of those things that, that you know, when you're watching, what I try to do at, the, at, at home is, is put the big TV on a game that I'm interested in. I watched a lot of the Panthers, lots of, lots, uh, watched a lot of the uh, Commodores, Commanders, and then I had the Red Zone channel on the other TV. And, and then if the Red Zone channel had a game that was starting to develop or something, I'd switch it all up. But there were so many, the great comebacks, you know, the Browns-Jets game, that oh my was God. crazy. The Dolphins were dead in the water. They, they were, come back. The Cardinals were, were dead in the water. I think the Browns lost because of that mascot at midfield, that that creepy elf out there. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, that that's is, old school. It is old. Yeah. yeah. But that just doesn't look like the Browns out there. But they, uh, yeah, yeah. The onside kick never works, but when it does, <laughs> something good always happens to the team that gets the onside kick. But that was uh, that was fun to watch. The uh, Cardinals game later in the day, yeah, that the was just nuts. Turned into wild ones, yeah. at the end last night, and yeah. and the Cowboys played so well in the first half, even with Cooper Rush at quarterback. The defense was really good. That's the only shot the Cowboys have to win games this year. That that defense is just has, has to be dominant, and they were in the first half. Now, they weren't so dominant in the second half. We were joking about it uh, before we went on the air. It was really crazy that, that they were so gassed. They were like bears out there holding on to one another. I'm, in, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see week four uh, when the Cowboy, uh, Commodores and Cowboys play. Yeah. Because the Cowboys defense looks pretty elite right now. Washington can't stop anybody on defense, but their offense can score. Yeah. So it's a something's got to give uh, type of game. Cowboys go to the Giants on Monday Night Football next week, so the Cowboys won't lose on Sunday, and that's that's a that's always a plus. The Giants are a fraud, uh, two and a. I think point. so too, but but the Giants are a three point favorite already. I think that's because Cooper Rush is starting at quarterback um, for the Cowboys. But uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how the the point spreads come out and what's going on with that and. What's what's happening with the teams and the zero and two? What is it? Eleven percent of the teams that start zero and two make the playoffs. I don't know that number, but I saw since twenty twenty, uh, no zero and two team has made the playoffs, which yeah. is a small sample size, but right. uh, not great if you're zero and two, Chandler. Yeah, kind of, kind of shows I mean, it. There's been a lot of good games the past two weeks. Unfortunately, the Panthers has been on the wrong side of those good games. Last week with the Browns, uh, their their rookie kicker who actually pretty cost him the game the other day with a missed extra point nails a 58 yarder you have former panther yesterday graham gano knocking down a 55 yard field yeah. goal uh, he did the same thing against the giants a couple years or uh, four years ago against the giants yeah. and now he's doing it for that. the giants against the panthers 
I think the Matt Rule era is coming to an end very soon. Yeah, and it's it's hard when those coaches, you know, those college coaches go in the pros, and we've seen so many of them. Steve that, Spurrier, that Saban. Yeah, I mean, there's a list. I mean, of those them. are the two big ones, probably. Nick Saban's probably the biggest one that you would think he can coach anything. Urban Meyer. Yeah, I mean, well, Urban Meyer had other issues, but but yeah, you, you think about everything that goes along with that, and it's just uh, hey, it's man, it's still early, deals. but we're already starting to get into the carousel in college football. Bailey Nebraska's oh, yeah. open, and Herm Edwards getting fired at arizona state already two pretty big jobs yeah, out there very big you know great jobs and it'll be interesting to see how they play out and it's really hard to go out and get a coach when the season's you know yeah. three weeks in because everybody's busy with their own teams unless and you get urban meyer who is he's uh, available doing tv and yeah collecting checks boy that would be a tough sell wouldn't it I, I, I bet the fans would love Urban Meyer well, in Nebraska. Well, they, well, they, they just want to win. Yeah, I, exactly. I, don't think, I don't think they care who it Sell is. Sell the soul to the devil. They just, they just want to win. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up in this edition of the Brian Bailey Show for you coming up right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, wrapping things up on this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. A whiteout coming up this week at East Carolina. Pirates back in action against the U.S. Naval Academy. Six o'clock kickoff. ESPN Plus is the network. And the uh, Pirates are a 17-point favorite. East Carolina USF is a 7 o'clock start time in Tampa, October the 1st. That game also on ESPN Plus. I want to thank Chris Foster, running back coach and recruiting coordinator in East Carolina for being my guest on this Monday. Have yourself a great sports week and we'll see you back here next week on the Brian Bailey Show. This has been the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Seared Chop House, The Gavigan Agency, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.